I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I am your host, and we are just that much closer to the fantasy playoffs. For those of you who uh, have playoffs this week, week 14 uh to all of you who have a week one buy for the playoffs we salute you uh, i do have uh, one league in which i have a buy for the playoffs and not because i've been eliminated but because i was the number one seed uh, and that's actually in the the league of record the listener league that we have with a few listeners of the show a couple other podcast hosts from outside podcasts and the uh, staff here at skulking football um and then in another league where it's you know it's an eight team playoff, it is a it is a, a brutal slog through that league. Um, just about everyone's record is within like two or three games, except for the like the bottom two players in the league. So uh, it's been uh, it's been a, it's a brutal league to play in. So all right, well we've got a lot to cover in tonight's episode. Uh, I did not do an episode yesterday. There's just some uh, some family stuff that needed to be taken care of. So. Uh, we are going to get into this episode. Uh, we're going to go over the, uh, the headlines. There's a, uh, quite a bit to cover, and then we are going to actually fly as best as I can through every single game this weekend, just given a, a few pointers, a few notes, um, the guys that I like, the guys that I dislike. So, um, I believe that is it. I think we're all set. Why don't we go ahead and get started with today's headlines? Today's headlines. All right, so we are going to start off with uh, one of the things from yesterday. Um, the Bills, I believe it was yesterday, the Bills released veteran wide receiver Andre Holmes and wide receiver Kev, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, I believe Holmes has actually already been picked up um, by the uh, by the Broncos after the Emmanuel Sanders injury. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles tendon and therefore is done for the year, uh, which is, a, you know, fantasy-wise is a big thing for um, for Cortland Sutton. So uh, I believe really for the most part he will be the main beneficiary. I actually had someone ask if I thought Matt Lacoste was going to get much more with the, with the uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders thing. I'm not necessarily seeing it. Um, Matt Lacoste didn't really get much of a bump after after Hireman went down either. Um, so we've seen. So and with their running game, they really don't need to, <laughs> they really don't need to to pass the ball around any more than necessary. So so there's that. Uh I believe Kelvin Benjamin will be picked up, should be picked up by the end of the week in terms of on another team. As far as fantasy goes, no, just leave him on the waiver wire. The Texans have activated running back Dante Foreman from the pup list per source. He's eligible to begin playing in games. I'm not seeing Honestly, a whole lot coming from him this year. Um, unless you know, unless you've got the extra room to to hide him as a 
as a uh, handcuff possibility for um, for Lamar Miller and possibly Alfred Blue. That's that's about all you want. So it's about as, all he's going to be good for. The Raiders signed uh, Broncos and Panthers uh, former Broncos and Runnings Panthers running back C.J. Anderson. Uh, the original thought behind this was that. Uh, Doug Martin may not be able to go, but as far as we know, Doug Martin is good to go for this week against the um, against the Steelers at home. So, moving on, ESPN Bucks reporter Jenna Lane believes it is quite possible that the Bucks hold Deshaun Jackson with his thumb out the remainder of the season. This is a big plug for um, not only Adam Humphreys but also for Chris Godwin. Godwin in uh, in Jackson's absence this past week went for five for one was it five for one hundred five and one. Uh, Humphreys continues to get peppered in the slot, and they're going up against a um, a New Orleans team that I believe gives up more passing yards than anyone else in the league. So, uh, Browns running back Duke Johnson undisclosed, along with a few other players on the team, uh, were not at practice today. Um, if Duke Johnson cannot go this week, that is that much more um, of a of a of a plus for Nick Chubb. He's already um, been involved a little bit in the past game, basically kind of making Duke Johnson's role obsolete. So, uh, Gus Edwards with his ankle ankle expects to play Week 14 against the Chiefs. So as far as we know, he is still going to play. If he doesn't, again, that is a huge um, a huge boost to, I think, Kenneth Dixon, as well as Ty Montgomery. So if you saw my my waiver wire article for running backs this past week, um, I mentioned both those guys as possible pickups. Sammy Watkins returned to practice today for the Chiefs, uh, missed two of the last three games of the foot injury. So uh, for those of you who picked up Chris Connolly, uh, he basically goes by the wayside if Sammy Watkins is playing. Coach Matt Nagy says he feels strongly that Mitchell Trubisky will play Week 14 against the Rams. As far as I believe, uh, Trubisky actually got in a full practice today and should be good to go uh, for the Sunday Night Football game. ESPN Ravens reporter expects Lamar Jackson to start Week 14 against the Chiefs. Uh, The Chiefs are, again, one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, I want to say, let me check to make sure that game is in Kansas City. So it could be a little bit of a rough environment for Lamar Jackson. I know that that stadium gets very, very loud. So that's it's definitely a, a, a game to consider. I think that Jackson could do very well in this one again, especially if uh, the the Rave or the Chiefs the Chiefs may struggle in this one. And so if the Ravens can manage to keep the Chiefs under control a little bit with their with their defense, uh, this could be another big running game for Lamar Jackson. Um, Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard is week to week with a knee injury, which is a big plus for um, basically any receiver on the Patriots. I know that in years past, um, not every year, but there have been times where uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots have put up a little bit of a clunker in Miami on their away games in Miami in December. Usually it's when they're pretty close to wrapping up the uh, wrapping up the division. And so that's definitely something to, to hold on to. I think if he if he's missing, if Xavier Howard is out this week, uh, that's a big plus for the Patriots offense. Um, and the uh, the Broncos 
Um, we're already expecting Cortland Sutton to be a, a featured part of the offense. Now his role is only going to grow with Emmanuel Sanders expected to be out for the season with the torn Achilles tendon. Uh, Joe Mixon was limited in practice today, but that's just a maintenance thing. Uh, Evan Ingram with his hamstring returned to a limited practice on Wednesday. Even if he plays, I'm not, I do not trust Evan Ingram in a lineup. Just I'm putting it out there. I would rather Evan Ingram not play because Rhett Ellison gets more work when Evan Ingram is out than Evan Ingram does when he's in. Ellison is averaging like, I want to say it was like three to four catches for about 35 yards per game compared to Evan Ingram, who's done much less. So um, as we mentioned earlier, the, the Broncos claimed former Bills wide receiver Andre Holmes. Uh, T.Y. Hol Hilton didn't practice on Wednesday with a shoulder injury. Uh, again, maintenance day for a veteran. Kiki Kuti was limited at Wednesday's practice. You do not, here's the thing, Kuti, if he is completely healthy, is definitely a guy that can, can be a plus to your lineup. Otherwise, if he is not 100% healthy, you don't want him anywhere near your team. Because then you'll be uh, tempted to start him like I was, and he'll re-injure his hamstring. Kenny Galladay with his quad was limited Wednesday's practice. This is the maintenance day for Kenny Galladay, be, considering the volume that he's been getting. Um, unfortunately, I am much like the uh, the wonderful Liz Loza of Yahoo, not a buyer in Kenny Galladay for this week going up against Patrick Peterson. Unfortunately, I've been huge on Kenny Galladay all year. This week, I am not so high on him, especially with uh, the way the game went last week against the Rams. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin went unclaimed. He should be, you know, again, should be claimed by the end of the week. Uh, on Johnson remained sidelined at Wednesday's practice, which means more work for LeGarrette Blunt and for um, Theo Riddick. Both those guys could have decent games against uh, an Arizona team that, you know, struggles against running backs. Michael Thomas did not practice. Do not worry. This is just a maintenance day. Uh, let's see. Melvin Gordon remained sidelined at Wednesday's practice. At this point, it seems like the earliest he is going to play is the Thursday night game in Week 15. And so um, I'll get into that a little bit more on uh, when we go through the games. Marquise Goodwin uh, returned to practice on Wednesday, which really kind of cuts, in, in my opinion, cuts into the possible um, usage of Dante Pettis. So if Garcon is still injured, that helps Pettis out. Uh, but for those of you who picked up Pettis, uh, you know, thinking that he may put up another big week this week, I would I would be careful on that one, especially with Marquise Goodwin. He most of his work has been with both uh, Goodwin and Garcon, uh, not in the lineup. So, all right, that is it for the uh, the the headlines. I hope uh, you guys were able to keep up with that. We are going to now shift over to uh, the lineups for the week, and uh, and uh, kind of do what we can to give you guys the advice you need for your lineups. All right, so let's get started off with the Thursday night football game, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Honestly, as far as the Jacksonville offense goes, I don't really trust anyone. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I believe in this game, could possibly be a running back too. Um, uh, just coming off the the suspension, the one-week suspension, Tennessee has been playing pretty solid defense. They're about middle of the pack in terms of rush defense. 
uh, and have, let's see, they've only given up eight, TD, eight rushing TDs so far on the season. Uh, again, about middle of the pack, maybe even a little bit lower. So they're a, they're a solid they're a solid defense. Um, they're also I want to say in the top ten in terms of yards given up uh, on uh, in the passing game. And when Cody Kessler's your quarterback, that's you know he doesn't pose much of a threat. So um, really not a whole lot. I, really, I think Fournette's the only one from the Jacksonville Jaguars that I would give any credence to as a starter. As far as Tennessee goes. Uh, Jacksonville has struggled a little bit lately. Corey Davis could be okay. Um, Deion Lewis, uh, because of his ability to receive the ball out of the backfield, that is a portion of the game where uh, the Jacksonville front seven has struggled a little bit as of late, um, giving up uh, you know giving up yards to guys that catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a had a decent game against them. Uh, who else? Uh, Naheem Hines had a decent game against him, so that's uh, something to watch out. Mariota, the the Jacksonville back uh, defensive backfield has struggled lately, so uh, Mariota is a possible streaming quarterback. I think he's more of a quarterback too, but if you need the yards or if you need the points um, and have no other options, Mariota, I believe, can be streamable. Um, the last few weeks, I want to say three out of the last four games, uh, he has put up, I want to say, 20-plus fantasy points at the quarterback position. So that's what we got for the Thursday night game. Coming up next, the Jets versus the Bills. This is just this is just fantasy football um, nothingness right here. Uh, really, as far as this game goes, I'm not trusting anything on the Jets. Um, Sam Darnold is back, but really, as far as the weapons they have, they don't really have anyone that I'm going to want in my lineups, especially to try to trust for... Um, for the fantasy playoffs. As far as the Bills go, if you're in a deeper league, I think that Josh Allen could be pretty decent this week. The Bills defense against the Jets, I think, is a solid play, no matter what size league you're playing in. Uh, Zay Jones is, a, is I want to say, a deeper league um, play as far as wide receivers go, especially now that both uh, Holmes and Benjamin are gone. Zay Jones is their wide receiver now. So, uh, and as far as as far as Shady McCoy goes, he's a flex play at max. I mean, if he puts up running back two numbers, you're elated. But I think that he is a flex play max in this game, and that's as far as I'm going to go there. So, moving on, Carolina at Cleveland. This game could be interesting because of the shoulder injury that uh, that Cam Newton's been dealing with. I know that Cleveland has given up a ton of yards in terms of the pass, in terms of the rush. They give up a lot of rushing yards, so this is going to be uh, this should should be a pretty decent game for uh, Christian McCaffrey. And Cleveland gives up 4.8 yards per carry. They've given up 15 rushing TDs. Uh, they give up 136 yards a game on the ground. So this could be a decent game for for Christian McCaffrey as far as the passing game goes. They're also bottom four, um, giving up 7.1 yards per attempt. Um, giving up a QB rating of a, oh, is it? Well, the QB rating that they give up is only 84.9, which is actually really good. I want to say it's top third um, in terms of that. Uh, but they do give up a lot of pass yards, 276 pass yards a game. Uh, so if, if Newton can't go, I think that that really is a damper on the Cleveland off or on the Panthers offense. I think that you maybe take a little bit off of DJ Moore, a little bit off of, well, Devin Funches has just come back from injury. We still don't know how much he's going to get involved. You take a little bit off of, I think that makes Curtis Samuel 
too much of a risky play. And uh, as far as um, Cleveland goes, I think CMC may actually get a McCaffrey may actually get a boost because they'll have to rely on him more. As far as the um, the Browns go, Nick Chubb should well. Carolina defense in terms of pass defense, or sorry, in terms of run defense, uh, they are top six. They only give up 4.1 yards per carry. They've given up nine TDs so far in the season, um, which is about middle of the pack. Um, all, but they're only giving up 96 rush yards a game. So Chubb could have a little bit of a difficult time uh, running the ball, however, his pass catching ability, especially with you know Duke Johnson not being in practice today, if that extends any further, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I still think he gets over 100 combined yards and pushes one into the end zone. So I'm definitely starting Nick Chubb. He's been a top seven running back uh, since he became a starter, I believe, or at least top 10. Um, and let's see, uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, is a streamable player. The Carolina pass defense. Um, has been atrocious, uh, to say the least. Um, they are they give up 7.7 or they uh, here uh, QB rating of 100.4. They give up 257 pass yards a game, and Baker Mayfield has been lighting it up. Um, the Carolina Panthers just fired their defensive back coach and uh, their defensive coordinator. So um, Ron Rivera is now taking over the the defensive play calling <laughs> play calling. So um, I think that Cleveland plays out pretty well. Uh, like I said, Baker Mayfield, uh, Chubb, I think are going to be your main your main targets. Njoku, I think, is a back-end tight end one in this game. And honestly, the wide receivers for Cleveland, it's kind of a, a, a hodgepodge of who's going to get the ball. It gets spread around so much. So no one really that I would absolutely trust for the fantasy playoffs. Moving on, Atlanta at Green Bay. You're starting both quarterbacks in this one. Um just because because of the offenses now that uh, Mike McCarthy is gone, I think that uh, the offensive uh, the offense coordinator is going to let Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers do kind of what he wants um, a little bit, kind of free him up a little bit. I think Aaron Jones will be a good uh, play in this game. Atlanta is one of the worst teams against the run. It is in Lambeau Field, so I think Aaron Jones is definitely a solid play. He'll be a, a easy running back to possibly uh, the potential to be a running back one in this one. Uh, you're starting Devontae Adams. Again, the Atlanta defense has been absolutely terrible. Uh, as far as the Atlanta Falcons go, um, you're starting Julio. Uh, you're, I think Calvin Ridley um, is a decent play. Let me put up, let's see, passing Green Bay. Green Bay has been pretty tough against the pass, only giving up 224 passing yards per game. Um, however, they have given up 19 touchdowns. So and only have six picks. So I think that that actually still bodes pretty well for the Atlanta offense. Tevin Coleman has been struggling. Um, it's just they haven't really been able to get him going uh, all that solidly. I don't think he – It's I think it's becoming a little more clear. Coleman isn't necessarily that, uh, that feature back um, that everyone was kind of hoping that he would kind of step into once Foreman went down. Um, but uh, – Going, let's see, rushing defense, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Atlanta's, Atlanta's given up a whole bunch of yards, 130 yards on the ground. Or, sorry, Green Bay. Green Bay's given up 127 on the ground. So this could be a, a game where Coleman actually uh, actually provides, I think he's more of a flex play 
and hope that hope that he provides more upside. Next game, Colts at the Texans. Andrew Luck uh, finally had his little streak snapped of uh, three three touchdowns or and or three hundred yards. Um, I think he may get back on track against the Texans. Uh, two weeks ago, Marcus Mariota threw for over three hundred yards against him. So uh, I think that uh, the the Colts offense gets back on track against the Texans. Um, so I'm starting Andrew Luck. I honestly I'm starting uh, Deshaun Watson. As far as the running backs go in this one. The Colts with um, uh, with Marlon Mack against Houston. Houston has actually been pretty tough, only giving up ninety one point three yards uh, per care or ninety one point three yards per game uh, in terms of rushing. And so Mack could uh, struggle a little bit in this one. Uh, I think they they're more likely to be passing the ball uh, in this game. However, Mack does have the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, so as long as he is fully back, Naheem Hines basically becomes obsolete. As far as the Texans go, oh, and then uh, for the Colts, you're starting Eric Ebron, uh, been a, a top you know top five tight end most of the year, and uh, and Ty Hilton. I don't really trust anyone else in that lineup. If you have to go that deep, you're in trouble. Uh, Texans, like I said, you're starting Sean Watson, you're starting Lamar Miller, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, who absolutely torched the Colts earlier in the year. So he should be in for a good game. Um, beyond that, I'm not trusting Demarius Thomas to do much. Kiki Kuti, he has to be fully healthy. If he's not 100, percent 100, percent I I can't I can't advocate to put him in your lineups um, or to even you know pick him up off of waivers. To be completely honest, so that's where I would go there. Uh, as far as the defenses go, I don't like either defense in this game. Um, I think that both teams could put up a bunch of points. The Ravens at the Chiefs. Now, this is an interesting one because we're talking about one of the top defenses in the league against one of the top offenses in the league. It is at Kansas City, which means that the Chiefs could uh, could actually put up some points in this one like they have all year. Um, but as far as the Ravens' front seven goes, I think that they may put a bit of a stop to Spencer Ware. I think really if they're going to get anything done um, – as far as the Chiefs go, it's going to have to be through the air. It's going to have to be on the arm of, of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I like both quarterbacks. Uh, honestly, Lamar Miller starting. I am playing him this week, especially with that defense. They can keep it close. That means he could be running the ball a whole lot. Um, if you're decimated with injuries at running back and you need a running back, uh, Gus Edwards obviously is probably going to be gone. In PPR leagues, again, Ty Montgomery I think is a name – um, that you could definitely look at. This past week, he had uh, seven catches for 42 yards or so and uh, you know a couple rushes for 13 yards. Um, he has taken over the Buck Allen role. So again, PPR, Ty Montgomery is, is a viable option. The rest of the receiving core, you can't trust because Lamar Miller doesn't throw the ball a whole bunch. Uh, John Brown has been pretty much obsolete as well as Michael Crabtree. They've become a run offense now. The Chiefs, um, Tyreek Hill could have a bit of a down week. Just, again, they're playing a very tough defense this week. Um, I'm still going to, you know, Travis Kelsey, he is a number one um, number one tight end. You're going to play him. You're still going to play Tyreek Hill. Um, honestly, take what you can get from him. If he, you know, if he has a decent game, awesome. If he only has a, a mediocre game, you know, four or five catches, only about 60, 70 yards, don't be surprised. This is a very tough defense he's going up against. 
Um, and like I said, Spencer Ware, I'm kind of holding off on. Uh, and Sammy Watkins, I don't trust necessarily Sammy Watkins uh, in this game. Really, this is going to be, a, I think this could be a very tough game for, for the Chiefs. Um, the Ravens, I like pretty much anyone in their run game. I don't like either defense, to be completely honest, because I think the Chiefs could put up points. Um, the Ravens could could run a whole bunch against the Chiefs. Chiefs have just struggled defensively uh, most of the year. Uh, moving on, Pats against the Dolphins. We talked about the Xavier Howard for the Dolphins being out, uh, which I think just uh, boosts uh, pretty much anyone in the uh, Patriots wide receiver core. Gronk is healthy. Uh, is back. I expect Gronk to have, you know, four or five receptions and most likely get into the end zone. But I would hesitate to trust, just honest, I am not going to have Tom Brady in my top 10 um, quarterbacks this week. Tom Brady has been like quarterback 19, 15 most of the year. Um, so he's honestly, he's hard to trust as a, as a, as a quarterback. I like, um, because of the Dolphins' inability to stop the run, see, they are the third worst in terms of yards given up, uh, 144 yards per game, um, but they've only given up nine touchdowns. I definitely think that um, Sonny Michelle and James White are both solid plays this week. I like them both. Um, as far as the Dolphins go, there's no one I want on that team as far as playing this week. Uh, to be completely honest, um, Kenny Drake, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Uh, just he's been too, too hard to, um, to nail down what kind of production he's going to have throughout the, you know, throughout the year. So putting, having him playing in the playoffs, it's just not something that I want to trust. Uh, I do like the Pats defense for this game. I have them uh, running myself uh, in one of my playoff matchups. The Saints at the Bucks. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. You don't want either defense. Um, you want basically anyone involved in the offense. So um, you want both quarterbacks. I can see Jameis Winston. I, he's going to be boom or bust. I think he can be more of a boom this week. Uh, the Saints are the worst defense in terms of giving up um, fantasy points to wide receivers. One of the worst in terms of giving them to quarterbacks. Um, just mainly because they put up so many points that um, and are able to stop the run. It forces teams to pass the ball. So um, as far as the Saints go, you're starting Breeze, you're starting Kamara, you're starting Thomas. You're going to start the big three. That's just what it is. Uh, I think Mark Ingram has um, has potential as a running back two candidate. Again, Tampa Bay has given up five yards per carry, 121 yards per game, um, giving up 14 touchdowns on the ground. So I think that both running backs are in play. Thomas is uh, Thomas is going to have a big game. Out, again, outside of the big three, with you know Mark Ingram as kind of big three point five. Um, I, I you know honestly you're going to play you're going to play those guys. Outside of that, you're going to kind of you know that's there's too much variance to trust anyone for the playoffs this week. Again, as far as the Bucks go, you're playing. I think you're going to play Jameis Winston. I think he's a top ten quarterback this week. Uh, I love Chris Godwin. I love Adam Humphreys. I don't necessarily trust Mike Evans. I haven't trusted Mike Evans basically all year and avoided him in all my drafts. And as far as the run game goes, I'm not, I'm not going with Peyton Barber. 
the Saints defense in terms of rush yards is the only team that has not given up a thousand yards rushing yet this year. They average only given up 75.4 yards per game um, and only 3.5 yards per attempt. Now I know a lot of that's because they get up on people so much that it forces other teams to throw the ball and not run the ball. Still, the Bucks haven't had a run game all year. So again, anyone involved with the passing game in that game, I don't like either defense. Again, this one could be an absolute shootout. The Giants at the Redskins. You want the Giants' defense because now the Redskins have um, butt fumble Mark Sanchez as their quarterback. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson had a 90-yard rush TD and didn't break 100 yards for the night this last week. So the Redskins are just a dumpster fire at this point. Um, I don't trust any of their any of their running. I don't trust any of their running backs. I just, I can't not even at home. So uh, the Giants, uh, as far as the Giants go, you're playing Odell Beckham Jr. Sterling Shepard, I think, is an okay flex play. That's about it there. Um, and Saquon Barkley, uh, one of the top running backs in the league. You're you're playing Saquon Barkley. The Redskins again. I'm avoiding. I want the Jet. I want the Giants defense for this game against the Redskins. Next, the Bungles or Bengals against the Chargers. This is in LA. Um, the Bengals, there's not really anyone you really want. I mean, AJ Green is now gone. Tyler Boyd is flexible. That's at this point, that's where I could put him. Um, the Joe Mixon. Um, as as long as he's healthy, I think again, I uh, talked about him in the injury report earlier. I think he may be more of a um, more of a, a, a running back to um, the maintenance day today. The Chargers may get up to the point, uh, may get up enough on the Bengals because the Bengals are so bad that they're forced to throw the ball. And so I don't know how much you know uh, he may have a better PPR day than uh, than a um, standard day. Um, I don't like Driscoll. Uh, John Ross is not going to do anything, and Uzoma is not going to do anything either. So as far as the Chargers go, I like pretty much anyone on the offense. I know the Melvin Gordon, we talked about Melvin Gordon going to be out. That's fine. Uh, Phillip Rivers is going to play. Austin Jackson, or Justin Jackson, Austin Jackson. Justin Jackson, I like um, to have a decent standard day. I still like Austin Eckler in this game. The... Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I want to say, are the second-worst team in giving up fantasy points to running backs. And in terms of giving up um, pass, or in terms of Austin Eckler, the two duds that he has put up, really, in the two games where he has been put in as the starter when Melvin Gordon was out, both of those games were against run, uh, defenses that were top five or top 10 in terms of stopping running backs and stopping pass-catching running backs. The Bengals can't stop anyone. And so if you have Austin Eckler and you need a flex this week, I am confident enough that Austin Eckler is a guy to use. The other thing about those two games for Austin Eckler, neither one of them were at home. One of them was in Pittsburgh, and the other one was in the London game. At home, uh, Austin Eckler... This year has was let me make sure I got this right has is averaging 15 points per game or 16 points per game at home in PPR. He's averaging only seven points per game away 
in PPR. So because this is at home against a, a team that is absolutely defunct when it comes to playing defense, I like Austin Eckler this week to be used in the flex. Uh, as far as the receiving game goes, uh, Keenan Allen has really been turning it on this year. They've really been um, targeting him and making sure that he's involved in the pass game uh, this second half of the season. Uh, as far as Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams goes, not there's not enough to trust there. There there's not enough consistency in be, in them being targeted uh, to warrant having them uh, starting unless you're absolutely desperate because of injuries. Uh, next, the Broncos at the 49ers. Again, we're going to go back to this. Uh, the Broncos, you're starting Philip Lindsay, and I think the Courtland Sut- Courtland Sut- Sut- uh, Courtland Sutton. There we go. Now I can talk. Is um, I believe he's flex worthy. Uh, but I think for the most part they're going to depend on the run game. This the 49ers showed just how bad they were last week against the the. Um, against the the Seahawks in that Sunday game. Mullins can put up the passing yards. Again, they put up over 400 against Seattle, but they were forced to pass because Seattle was just absolutely dominating that game. Uh, So as far as the 49ers go, I think that was it Jeff Harris Jr. or Jeff Wilson Jr., whatever that kid's name is. Um, I think that he is a, a possible flex play in this game depending because he can catch the ball out of the backfield and run it i think that he is usable this week uh, we already know that matt Breida is not playing um and again as long as garcon is out i think that dante pettis is a flex play he has been i want to say top four wide receiver the last two weeks because of the production that he has put in marquise goodwin we'll see how he we'll see how he is i think that he's possibly flex worthy again just kind of hard to trust if they get down enough the 49ers are going to be throwing the ball all over the place anyway. So, um, And then as far as the defense go, I like the Broncos' defense in this one. So obviously I don't like the 49ers' defense because they're young and still getting the crap kicked out of them. Uh, five more games. We're pushing through this. Here we go. The Lions against the Cardinals. I actually kind of like the Lions' defense in this one. Uh, however, I do believe that uh, uh, David Johnson gets back on track. Um, against the Cardinals, or I mean against the Lions, the Lions are, again, one of those bottom teams when it comes to uh, giving up um, rush yards. Here, rushing defense, they are number 19. They give up 4.7 yards per carry. They've given up um, and basically 120 yards a game, uh, giving up 10 TDs on the ground. Um, with... Uh, Christian Kirk getting injured this last week. They have no choice but basically just keep force feeding David Johnson. Again, last week, if everyone, if anyone is concerned about what happened with uh, Chase Edmonds getting two touchdowns, he got those two touchdowns on five carries. David Johnson still played. Was I heard the stat today? Still played like eighty percent of eighty percent of uh, of the snaps and got twenty touches. He got eighty percent of the of the the load in that game. So. Uh, David Johnson is still going to be the workhorse there. As far as the Lions go, uh, Riddick, I think, is a is a decent decent play in this one, as well as uh, LeGarrette Blunt. I think both of them could put up decent numbers in P- well, Riddick and PPR, Blunt and Standard, because the Arizona defense uh, is bottom four in terms of yards given up per game, 140.9 yards per game given up on the ground, 4.5 yards per carry. 
And they've also given up 17 touchdowns, I believe. They are the worst team, yeah. They've given up 17 touchdowns on the ground, so they basically bleed to running backs, which means that LeGarrette Blount could have a really decent game this, uh, in this one against the Cardinals. Um, moving on, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Eagles, I don't know if I can trust Carson Wentz. He's kind of been all over the place back and forth. Really, the, the one person that I really trust in that Eagles offense is Zach Ertz. I think that everyone else is too much of a, of a in terms of, well, in terms of the pass offense, it's too much of a wild card. They have too many, we- so many weapons there that they don't know who to focus on. Uh, Josh Allen is, uh, or Adams, sorry, Josh Adams is definitely a guy that I want uh, running the ball. The Cowboys, as far as the Cowboys go, Prescott has been somewhat uh, somewhat reliable the last few weeks. Um, I think that he could put have another decent game. Again, if they're put, putting most of the focus on Ezekiel Elliott and him running the ball, plus with Amari Cooper playing so well uh, since he joined the, the Cowboys, um, his arrival has, has corresponded into uh, Dak Prescott actually putting up decent numbers as a, as a fantasy quarterback. So I don't like either of the defenses in this one. To be honest, uh, just I think that this one could could be a decent scoring game. And therefore, I like Amari Cooper for the Cowboys. I like Dak Prescott as a streamable quarterback. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you're going to lean on him anyways. No one really else is, is fantasy relevant as far as the playoffs are going to go for the Cowboys. And again, back to the Eagles. Zach Ertz is the main guy that I'm trusting in. Zach Ertz and Josh Adams as a running back too. Uh, the Steelers at the Raiders. The Steelers should just annihilate the Raiders. I don't want anyone on the Raiders. No one. If you have to depend on Jalen Rashard catching passes out of the backfield, you're going to be disappointed because, again, the Steelers shut down Austin Eckler last week. The Steelers are in the top five in terms of giving up yards, uh, receiving yards to running backs. Uh, I want to say they're top five in terms of touchdowns and uh, giving up receiving yards. So. Uh, the Steelers defense should the Steelers defense should just you know just absolutely annihilate the the Raiders. As far as the offense goes, uh, obviously you're starting Big Ben. Obviously you're going to start A B and Juju. Jalen Samuels. Here's here's the big debate. Jalen Samuels play him as a running back or as a tight end. Play him as a tight end because he's going to get running back. Uh, if you're in Yahoo, who allows this. Um, you're going to play him as a, honestly, you're going to play him as a tight end and fit in someone else as a running back or a flex. Because I think that Samuels is going to get in the end zone. I think he's going to put up a decent amount of yards against the Raiders defense that, again, is god awful. On the ground, they're giving up 153 yards per game, uh, 11 touchdowns, five yards to carry. So they are definitely a team that's going to absolutely just get destroyed in this one. So I like Jalen Samuels. For those of you, again, who don't understand of what's going on and why Jalen Samuels is a tight end, uh, is list as dual uh, eligibility in Yahoo as both the running back and a tight end. Jalen Samuels uh, went to the combine as a tight end, worked out with the tight ends in the combine because he was that kind of fullback tight end hybrid. Um, so therefore, when Yahoo opens their leagues, uh, you know, like a month, month and a half after, it's like May, June. Um, I think it's actually May, beginning of May, beginning of June. I think it's first day of June. Open their leagues. At that point, they weren't really sure what his role was going to be with the Steelers. 
whether he's going to kind of play that hybrid tight end fullback position. Um, you know, they still had Le'Veon Bell that everyone thought was going to play. James Conner is the backup. So because of all of that, Jalen Samuels at that time was still listed as a tight end running back. Now he's been forced into duty because of Le'Veon Bell never showing up and James Conner now being injured and him putting in enough work to show that he can be a, a, um, a running back. Therefore, uh, Yahoo does not take away dual designation at all during the season. They will add it on to someone like they did with Ty Montgomery a couple of years ago when he was forced to be a running back from the wide receiver position because of all the injuries for Green Bay. So that's how that goes. So play Jalen Samuels as a tight end if you're in Yahoo and you someone else as a running back um, and your flex plays and you should be in really good shape. Again, as far as the Raiders go, don't want anything to do with them. I do like the Steelers defense, though, for this week. And two more games. The Rams and the Bears. Uh, if you have the Bears defense, it's kind of hard to sit them and not play them unless you have the space and you can pick up someone else. Um, as far as the Rams go, Gurley is back. I think that Gurley has a decent game. The Bears, for the most part, though, when they're giving up points, they're giving up points in the pass game. So Goff, I think, is I think he's a middle of the road, honestly back end uh, wide receiver or sorry back end quarterback one against the Bears um, Woods I think has a solid game uh, they still have uh, Cooks I think could be solid and you know watch out for for Reynolds I think he's possibly flex worthy in this game um, as far as the Bears go you're starting Mitch Trubisky because again the Rams give up a lot in the past game you're starting Tariq Cohen, period. At this point, you are starting Tariq Cohen. Do not sit him. Start Tariq Cohen. Jordan Howard, bench him. Don't use him. Uh, I know that the Rams give up a lot on the ground, but I think it's the misuse of the Bears that is the reason to bench Jordan Howard. Um, and again, with, as far as their, as far as the Bears wide receivers go, it's hard to trust who's actually going to get it, whether it's, you know, is Trey Burton going to get the ball? Uh, is it going to be... Um, Taylor Gabriel is it going to be Anthony Miller it's kind of all over the place someone's going to score I mean they're going to score is it going to be Allen Robinson I think Allen Robinson's flex worthy possibly possibly up to that uh, wide receiver too so so those are the guys I like in that one and finally getting to the Monday night football game the Vikings against the Seahawks um, for those of you who absolutely hate these uniforms the Seahawks are going to be playing in their action green all green uniforms, they're 2-0 in those uniforms, and with this being a big game, uh, possibly deciding who's going to be the 5 or 6 seed in the uh, NFC playoffs. Um, the Seahawks are going to action green. As far as the Vikings go, you've got to start Thielen. You've got to start Diggs. Um, Thielen, honestly, Thielen could struggle again this week. Um, the Seahawks' pass defense, while they gave up a ton of yards this last week, I understand it, I get it, but they were leading and they were just playing prevent defense. Um, they could make things a little bit difficult on Kirk Cousins. I don't necessarily trust Kirk Cousins in this one. He's a quarterback two for me this week. Uh, I think that Dalvin Cook could have a decent game. The Seahawks have struggled against pass-catching uh, running backs. Um, what helps the Seahawks, though, is that they are getting Michael Kendricks back this week and hopefully in the next week or two getting back KJ Red as well. So, again, for the Vikings, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I think he's a quarterback two. Uh, you're starting Thielen. Diggs, I think, is a wide receiver two or flex. 
Dalvin Cook, I believe, is a running back too. Um, and I'm not playing uh, Rudolph in this one. As far as the Seahawks go, I am starting Russell Wilson. He's not having to pass the ball. He doesn't have to. He will in this game because the, the Vikings defense is one of the top defenses against the run. Um, let's see where they at. They're number seven in terms of uh, rush yards given up just under 100 rush yards per game. They've forced 11 fumbles, which is uh, uh, phenomenal. Um, they've only given up eight touchdowns, um, a long run of 21 yards, and uh, they only give up 3.7 yards per carry. So the Seahawks are going to be playing uh, with, their, with their offense, their rushing ability, the number one rushing offense in the league, averaging over 150 yards per game. That being said, um, I think that they could struggle a little bit in the rushing game. So I would, I think that Chris Carson is a flex play, not a running back two. Russell Wilson, I believe, will be a quarterback one. Tyler Lockett is going to be a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Actually, you know what? He's a wide receiver two. He is wide receiver number 17 in PPR. He is a wide receiver two this week. Could possibly put up wide receiver one numbers, depending on how the Vikings' uh, pass defense plays. Um, Minnesota right now is number nine in terms of um, past, uh, past yards given up, uh, seven yards per attempt, 229 past yards per game. Um, but uh, they have shown some weaknesses there. And so I like, um, I like Wilson. I like, I like Lockett, and I think that Baldwin is flexible also. The tight ends, too hard to trust anyone there just not uh, utilizing them all that much. Um, again, as far as the running backs go, Carson is a flex play. Penny, if Carson can't go, if something happens with Carson's finger and he can't go, Penny moves into a flex play. And uh, Mike Davis really is a backup. I don't think that he is all that fantasy relevant anymore. All right, well, that's it. That was a long show, I know, guys, but I, was, I hope I was able to be informative enough for you guys, give you what you needed to hear uh, for your playoff matchups. Uh, again, my name is Ryan Scott. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will talk to you guys later. Good luck, and talk to you next week. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion, and once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. 
Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.